At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome into the nuts. It's Friday. I'm Mike Paul. My partner Amal Shaw is on assignment off. I hope Amal has a great weekend. We'll see him on Monday. This is season one, episode 160. The big guy stops by. That's right. We'll have two guests this hour. Just a little more than five minutes. We're going to have Professor Aaron Moore. He wrote a terrific article for the VSIN NFL betting guide about the MVP race and who's the correct candidates to bet pre-flop, including the favorite ironically, and Pat Mahomes. We'll ask Professor Moore why he likes the Mahomes ticket early and what other long shots he's looking at. And then in the back half of the hour, we're going to have Michael Lombardi in studio, his first time ever in studio here at Circa. Just finishes show at South Point with Patrick Marr. He's on his way downtown right now, so hopefully we'll get Michael for about the last 30 minutes of the show. Final week of the NFL preseason kicks off tonight. We've got four games, including an interesting matchup in Detroit between the Colts and the Lions. Surprise! this spread is only two. You know the quarterback battle still going on between the two rookies for Indianapolis or the two young quarterbacks, Jacob Eason and then rookie Sam Ellinger, who have gotten significant playing time this season. Carson Wentz, foot recovering quickly, more quickly than anticipated, expected to start in week one of the season in a couple of weeks. But significant time will be had by Eason and Ellinger against a Lions team that has displayed an ineptitude that has continued on through the coaching change. Uh, with Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator. I honestly thought this game would open somewhere around three and a half or four. 
We see it's at two tonight. The game is in Detroit. But I think it's another betting opportunity in the preseason where you have a team still looking at a quarterback situation against a team that's really floundering here. Jared Goff expected to get a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half of action for the Lions. I think there's an advantage both in the first and second half with the Colts here. Eagles play the Jets tonight as well. I think Zach Wilkson has looked great in the preseason so far. He's impressed me. Throws a really nice ball. I thought they had a nice win at Lambeau last Saturday with this team. They are taking on the Eagles. This is one of the larger point spreads of the year. Of course, the Eagles with that debacle last Thursday night against the Patriots, getting shut out 35 to nothing. Jets here are five and a half tonight, a large uh, spread for a preseason game. But as we said, we're going to be looking at Zach Wilson against an Eagles team whose twos and threes have looked awful so far this preseason. Two more games tonight as well. The Steelers are in Carolina taking on the Panthers. That spread four as well with a total of 34 and a half. And the Vikings taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs also a four-point favorite in that game uh, against the Minnesota Vikings later tonight. Higher total there, of course, with Mahomes getting some action. And Kirk Cousins, we expect 38.5 there. Aforementioned New England Patriots are, are playing this weekend as well. They're taking on the New York Giants. Remember the Patriots and Giants have been scrimmaging this week. That's something Michael Lombardi's been talking about. He's been talking to multiple people who have been at those scrimmages who say the Patriots are really physically manhandling the Giants throughout this week here. We know Daniel Jones is going to see preseason action in this game this weekend. I like the Patriots in this spot. I, I think they've got something to prove. They're a more physical team. They're going to dominate in the trenches in this game. Line three and a half right now. You may want to wait, try to get three on this game later. Um, but those would be the two games I'm looking at this weekend. Colts minus two tonight at the Lions. Patriots minus three and a half uh, against the Giants later this weekend. Baseball yesterday, the Yankees built up a big lead, six to nothing. The A's rallied, scored six runs to tie the game up. Aaron Judge breaks the tie, seven six with a single in the ninth inning, and the Yankees win their 12th in a row. They'll have Garrett Cole going tonight at Oakland Alameda with a chance to win 13 in a row. I don't know anybody who's playing better baseball in the American League right now uh, than the New York Yankees. The Padres' hitting woes continue as they got two hit last night by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers took care of business at Petco, throwing Urias, Walker Bueller, and Scherzer, who went eight strong last night, got out of one jam. That was in the bottom of the fifth. Dodgers win the game 4 to nothing. They beat Hugh Darvish in his start off the injured list. Interesting here, the Dodgers win all three games at Petco, but they don't make up any ground on the Giants, who swept that series at City Field at New York. So they enter the weekend still trailing the Giants by two and a half, and the possibility of a wild card game at Chavez Ravine looming. The Cincinnati Reds got a strong pitching performance from Sonny Gray yesterday as they salvaged the final game of that series at Miller Park in Milwaukee. The key news for the Reds is Padres lose again, and they now open up a two-game lead for that second wildcard spot. A long-distance phone call back at the Dodgers, who have a playoff spot seemingly locked up as we go into the latter stages of August. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. Amal Shaw out today. We're happy to welcome in our first guest, friend of the show, and his second appearance, Professor Aaron Moore from Ryder University. He's a professor of sports media. He's been there for uh, over a decade and does a terrific job analyzing future markets from a media-based perspective and how voters might lean and the storylines of the season. He's written an article for the recently released VEASAN NFL Pro Betting Guide. Good morning, Professor Moore. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good to be with you today. Yeah. It's great to talk to you again. This was a terrific article about the MVP race this year. 
And you said if you're going to put together a portfolio of tickets, you have to start with the favorite, Pat Mahomes, who is five to one right now in the betting markets. Last year, going into it, he was a shorter price, seven to two, at plus three three fifty. Why do you think a Mahomes ticket right now makes sense? Well, Mike, I would use a poker reference here. I'm not going to slow play aces, and I really think that five to one with Mahomes. You have to look at it as we talk about from a media perspective. He is the face of the league. He's Mr. Excitement. There is no reason to believe the Chiefs won't come back and be the Chiefs that they were prior to the Super Bowl. You're getting them five to one. One week into the season, two weeks into the season, Mahomes like games, which we expect him to have. Then you're back to that plus three and a half like you saw last year. So as crazy as it seems, and I never want to write something and say take the favorite. In this case, I think with Patrick Mahomes, you have some pocket aces. You might have played, You might as well play him. You made a good point in the article as well. If the odds drift up and he gets higher than 5-1, to one, it's probably not a good sign that he's going to win the MVP this year. If that's the case, then you don't want him. And, and I do think if you look at it from a futures perspective, from an awards perspective, here we are in August, you're building a portfolio. And I really think that's the way of looking at it with futures. And if you were going to give someone a stock tip, you would love to give them a tip that's really a, a penny stock that goes big. You would love to be able to do that. But at the same time, I would say to you, if you're putting together a stock portfolio, you're going to need a Tesla. You're going to need a Google. You're going to need an Apple. And, and that's where I see Patrick Mahomes being that blue chipper. You need to base your portfolio around now. And five to one might sound low, but I really think in two, three weeks, you'd be very happy to get that five to one. Professor Moore, I want to talk about the second choice in the most betting markets. He is at BetMGM and DraftKings. He's not the second choice here at Circa. He's a, he's a little higher at fourteen to one. But that's Aaron Rodgers, who's ten to one in the two or ten to one and eleven to one, respectively, at DraftKings and BetMGM. Why do you think the media narrative on Aaron Rodgers is a negative one, or at least from a voter's perspective, that you don't recommend to bet on him? Yeah, and that's how I'm looking at it, Mike, is I'm looking at it from eliminating guys, and I am going to eliminate Aaron Rodgers for a couple reasons. And from the media perspective, what we heard about him this offseason was, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he hanging out in Hawaii drinking Mai Tais, or is he working out in the gym? And that's not really good narrative to start the season. I, I think Aaron Rodgers will have an MVP-type season he had last year. He will probably do very well with Green Bay. But just the way the narrative started this year, is he, is he happy? Is he not happy? Just that opening press conference, which I'm sure you saw, his tone of voice, is he dedicated or not? So I really think you're going to see some stories or some people questioning his motivation. Even if he plays great, they're still going to question his motivation. And that's the kind of negative publicity with this type of voter award you have to be leery of. We're speaking with Professor Aaron Moore of Ryder University. You can find him on Twitter at Public Relation Prof. That's Public Relation, P-R-O-F. Wrote a terrific article for VSIN's NFL betting guide. I want to ask about how COVID affects your look at this future market, specifically the MVP. And I use, I use Lamar Jackson as an example. He's contracted it for the second time here in, in training camp. But, 
But more importantly, he's publicly said he's not sure if he'll get vaccinated. He needs to get more information on it. NFL rules for those that contracted not vaccinated, they must sit out the 10 days. Then they must have the two negative tests. If you're vaccinated and get it, you just need the two consecutive negative tests in a certain 24, 48 hour span. Does that concern you when making a future bet on someone like Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. I think that's the 2000 or excuse me, the 2021 variable that you have to look at is COVID, is vaccination, is the uh, ability to play and possibly sitting out. And so Lamar Jackson, I think in this case, has two strikes against him. It's possible he tests positive and has to miss those 10 days or so, as well as the media narrative. And you can tell by the media narrative, there's a lot of push to have the players be vaccinated. It's one of those pushes by the media that in, in Lamar Jackson is almost going against that narrative. And I just don't think that's going to be something that the media types write about, talk about how important it is to be vaccinated. I don't think they're going to support a player who hasn't essentially follow that same protocol that the media is writing and talking about all the time. Professor, I want to ask you about Russell Wilson. He's 10 to 1. He's the third choice here at Circa, 20 to 1 at BetMGM, 14 to 1 at DraftKings. It seems that every year in the last half decade or so, at some point in the season, Russell Wilson is one of the favorites for MVP, yet he's never gotten a vote. How do you explain that? I think some of the games he has, he's a winner. He has all the intangibles that we talk about, handicapping it from a media standpoint. He's great in front of the camera, gives great sound bites, is very affable. The media likes him, fans like him. I think his problem is with Seattle, every once in a while, they'll play a very defensive-minded game. They'll play a run-heavy game. And there's a little too much variance in his stats, and I think that's one of the main problems that you look at him. He just week after week puts up very good numbers. He's not going to get those monster games with regularity that you see Mahomes, that you see Rodgers. And and that kind of hurts him with saying that, though. I do think he is a guy you really have to look at going into this season as a possibility of an early season play because, as you said, he's always there. And in the media narrative standpoint and the media coverage standpoint, he is a name that obviously the media types like. I don't want to say they root for him, but they're on his side to a certain extent. And if he puts up the numbers, he is going to get the media support. So I do think you have to at least give him a strong consideration right now. The big offseason trade, Matthew Stafford leaves the Detroit Lions and goes to L.A. to play for the Rams, and Jared Goff heads east to play for the Lions. My partner, Amal Shaw, very high on the Rams. He's bet them to win the NFC because of what he feels the lift they'll get from Stafford and how appreciably better he is than Goff. Does Matthew Stafford already have a positive storyline coming into the season and that he can provide a lift to this Rams team, whose defense is, is unquestionably a top three in the league, and lead them into the playoffs and maybe into a, a NFC West title. Does this positive outlook on Matthew Stafford help or hurt him in the voters' eyes for MVP? Absolutely helps him. That's another uh, player that I would say you really want to consider getting now because I think there's going to be a lot of public play behind him. 
as the stories increase, we expect the Rams to win, as, as Amal has said, he, he sees them to go far. We expect the Rams to win. We expect Sean McVay to do very well. Stafford is a very good player. He's got all the tools. But now, from an MVP standpoint, he's playing in Los Angeles. It is in the NFL's best interest for Matthew Stafford to become an NFL MVP-like candidate. It's going to validate a team in Los Angeles. You could say the same thing about Justin Herbert. But with Stafford, he's got a great story. It's the story that the people want to write about and talk about and share on social media. Here is this player who's languishing in Detroit, and he's stuck, and he's really good, but he can never get over the hump because the franchise has all of these problems. But voila, here he goes, sunny Los Angeles. He's got the coach. He's got the sun. He's got the new stadium. All of those factors are going to be something you want to write about. If you're a journalist, that is a great Horatio Alger type story in Matthew Stafford. And I think that does give him a boost for the MVP candidate. And I really think he's going to be a popular play. We're speaking with Professor Aaron Moore of Ryder University. He's written a terrific article for the VSIN. NFL betting guide, also tremendous on college basketball. and We can't wait to get you on the show uh, once that season kicks off. Only three running backs this century have won the award, Professor. Um, if you were looking to put a running back in your portfolio, might you turn to Christian McCaffrey at 40-1, to 1, or would you prefer Derrick Henry at 50-1? to 1? Absolutely, I prefer Derrick Henry. As if, if I'm drafting a, a fantasy team, I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. But from a media narrative standpoint, his MVP, so to speak, is going to be that comeback player of the year. That is a, I can't imagine there's ever been another year where we've looked at that award with so many legitimate high level candidates that if he does play well, I think that first step to his recovery is the comeback player of the year award. Now, Derrick Henry, I'm going to say as crazy as it sounds, is one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL. And if you can break that tide of quarterbacks, it's a guy who ran for 2,000 yards last year, who has the look, the appeal, everything you want with an MVP candidate. He's going to be in a position again to rush for 2,000 yards. That's the storyline. That's the uniqueness that might separate him from that log jam of quarterbacks at the top of the odds board. How seriously do you consider putting a defensive player uh, into your portfolio as well, as well, perhaps an Aaron Donald? Yeah, you know, uh, some uh, pizza money on it. Uh, six-pack money, whatever you want, at 100 to 1, just think about it. Like, like, let's take away the voting. Let's take away all those extraneous variables. That Aaron Donald is probably one of the top five players in the NFL, and you could get him to win the top award, the MVP, for 100 to 1. I think it's something you have to at least consider, and then reason being his talent and what he can do for the Rams, as well as looking for unique storylines, looking for someone to give a boost to his candidacy, because we're going to hear so much about Mahomes and Brady and Rodgers and Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford, that someone creates that, that little snowball that gets bigger and bigger, Aaron Donald for MVP makes a lot of sense for someone to say, you know what, that's a little bit unique. I'm going to start paying more attention to it. 
Only three three players received votes last year. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers won the award. Pat Mahomes, and then Josh Allen with the Bills. You can find Josh Allen still at fourteen to one at BetMGM. Is he worth a play? Josh Allen is someone I recommend fourteen to one. Uh, I'd be willing to give away a little to uh, see the first couple weeks of the season. One of the reasons Josh Allen was Josh Allen last year, and he got some of those MVP votes, was the dual threat, that the running and the throwing that he did. And part of the reason he ran so much was Singletary and Moss just weren't as good as they were expected. He was forced to put up those rushing numbers and really put some great highlights together. The goal in Buffalo with McDermott is to give the ball to Singletary and Moss more, to be a little bit balanced. Now, that might make Buffalo an even better team in the AFC East, and that might get them over the hump to the Super Bowl. But I do think that diminishes slightly Josh Allen's MVP chances because he's not going to have a comparison. He's not going to have those Lamar Jackson rushing numbers. So the Mahomes and the Rodgers are going to put up cosmetically some better numbers. So maybe Allen's team does better, but if he rushes less, I don't think that helps him with the MVP candidacy. That's why I'm going to give it a game or two and see if Moss and Singletary are as, as uh, what they plan to be major backs instead of just Allen rushing. I'm very high on the Chargers. Justin Herbert wins rookie of the year last year. He's only in his second season. And I would ask you if that would be something that'd be a negative for him in terms of winning the MVP. But Lamar Jackson did it in his second season just a couple of years ago. Yeah, so you have the Lamar Jackson who, who did it in a sophomore year. You had Patrick Mahomes that you think about the rookie year was welcome to the NFL, welcome to the marquee. Here's a legitimate player. So what Herbert did last year was so much so that he's now in the conversation. And that's a big boost if we're going to handicap this award is it's not just somebody we like and we think he's going to have a breakthrough season. What Herbert did last year puts him in the conversation. And being in the conversation separates those top, let's say, seven to nine guys from the rest because they're already there and that gives them a boost. Herbert has once again the spotlight of Los Angeles, the media central Los Angeles, the NFL would be ecstatic if that team went from San Diego to Los Angeles and validated all of their beliefs, this being the league's beliefs, that there's a team in Los Angeles that will do well, that the fans will support, that the media will get behind. So there will be, I, I think, a slight push in terms of popularity, in terms of interviews, in terms of exposure for both Stafford and Herbert. And I don't think you could go wrong backing one of them right now. I encourage everyone to pick up the Visa and NFL betting guide. Yours is one of the many terrific articles in there and a unique perspective about how media affects these awards that are voted on. I want to thank you for the time this morning, Professor Moore. Terrific as always. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it, and have a great weekend. You too as well. Some interesting stuff there. It's so heavily dominated by quarterbacks, these awards. You're going to get value when looking at the running backs, and I agree with Professor Moore that Derrick Henry uh, carries so much of the weight for that team in Tennessee. I wonder about uh, Tannehill and how losing his offensive coordinator is going to infect him. I think they're going to rely even more heavily on Derrick Henry this year. When we come back, we're going to go around the world to get the Palm Reader Playbook for the weekend.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy, and the VSIN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our experts have, in fact, won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contests as well as the survivor pools give you a winning edge. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and look who's early. Mr. Better be Lombardi. Early. Better to be early. I, I was a little intimidated, I got to be honest, because uh, the sitting in a mall's chair can be intimidating. Yeah. You know, it's, well. it's, it's an act that's tough to, to try to follow. 
if you have a lot of hot takes, I guess you could replicate well, yeah, what a mall brings. I, to I know. I mean, it's just this is it was uh, the pressure of driving of coming down here, uh, being in the Uber. I was worried about this, so I, I figured I better just get it over. It's like jumping in a pool. Just get you're going to get wet. You got to go, go all the way in. Now. in. Yeah, don't walk so in that, inch by inch. It'll no, it's good, but it's good cold. to be here. What a beautiful, beautiful facility. You guys should be very proud of this place, and what a lovely studio. And uh, it's awesome. It's been great. You and Millie are staying here this week. We are. It's been great. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, was that stadium swim yesterday. I'm looking forward to watching my son's game today. Uh, the when the Panthers in, in that preseason game against Pittsburgh, which apparently isn't playing. No, they're not playing anybody. So that'll be a fun watch. <laughs> yeah. How often do uh, how much from a preseason? I know this is the final week of preseason. We only had three weeks this year, but some people swear off. They, I'm not betting preseason. It's not real. It doesn't count. And then there's other guys that specialize in it right. because they think there's bigger edges in the preseason based on information you have of who's going to play. I think the information is actually more reliable in the preseason. I mean, Mike Tomlin comes out the other day and says, I'm going to play my Haskins, and he tells you what he's going to do. In the regular season, he would never do that. So I think the line moves based on information that we're all getting, and then people react to the line. I think it's unpredictable on who's going to win because you have to analyze who's the backup for them versus who's your backups and who's the better backups, right? Like Philly played New England two weeks ago or 10 days ago. The Philly's backups were horrible. New England just rolled them. I mean, it was a 35 nothing game, but if it would have been twos versus twos, New England would have rolled them. So I think that becomes – I think the unders are more in play. I think like the four games tonight, we just talked about it on my show, the four games tonight are, are more in line with the unders because we think it could be week four of the preseason. So you're going to get a lot of people that are not used to playing a lot of young players – that doesn't lend itself to much scoring. I mean, the Chief game, I thought it was fascinating. It's at 38, I think it may 38 go to, and a half. 38 and a half. That's a little high. Even if the Chiefs play Mahomes for a quarter, he's not going to score 38 points in the first quarter, right? Like, where is the other points coming from? You surprised the Colts are only two-point favorites against the Lions? I think that'll be a game that, I mean, if they could get keep the clock running through the TV commercials, they would do that. I think they both just want to get the game over with. You think they've seen enough of, uh, of both Easton and Ellinger uh, to know who's going to be number two behind line? The reports are Wentz is going to be ready for week one. Right, I think that's right. I don't know if they have the answer, but I, I think they love Ellinger. I think they're, they think Easton's a good player. I think it'll be Ellinger based on what I've seen on the tape. Uh, but I think they're confident enough that Wentz is going to be the starter. All right, I'm going I'm to get my plays in here so we can talk some NFL the last okay, two great. segments, Michael. We're going to go around the world with the playbook uh, this weekend. A couple of two-unit plays. Atletico Madrid and Villarreal under two and a half. Lay 45 cents juicier. La Liga has turned back into a low-scoring league. Uh, during COVID, it was very low-scoring. It got back to being a higher-scoring league, and I was laying off at the end of last year. After the break, it's been very low-scoring again. Villarreal uh, has been terrific defensively. They only gave up the one goal to Chelsea in Northern Ireland in that Super Cup. I like this under two and a half. I'd play under two as well. Yankees. 12 in a row, and you get Cole. This is a cheap price to me with Cole tonight. $1.44. Really I mean, it was unbelievable, right? I don't understand why it's that cheap. Mitch right? Moss texted me last night. He says, is this overhead right on the Yankees? He's only $1.40. I said, snap it up. Get it now. I'm with you with the Reds, Miley versus the Marlins today. I talked about that on my show, too. I like that. I, was, I actually went with the run line on that. Miley's been terrific, and I'll tell you something. If it looks like the wild card's going to be Reds, Dodgers, and Chavez Ravine, you know, Molly has been an unbelievable on yeah. the road. I mean, he should have won again. He left with a 4-1 lead the other night. Yeah. He's 7-1 with the ER under two. They'll give the Dodgers a game there. I'm going to lay. Okay, I'll take Miley minus 136 at Florida. I'm going to lay the run and a half with Gilbert against Bubik tonight at home against the Royals. 
Sheffield United scored one goal in four matches. I don't know why this game's a straight-up pick. This is a two-way, not a three-way. So if it's a tie, it's a push. Pick uh, even money on Lutton Town. We'll continue on. Big matchup in Premier League this weekend. This game goes at 9.30 Pacific time tomorrow morning. Chelsea at Liverpool. This should be a terrific game. I'm going to take Chelsea plus 110 here. They're just, I think right now they might be the best team in Europe. Man U against um, Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton can't score. I'd look at this game under two and a half as well, but I took Man U on the three-way minus 125. Everybody loves Illinois. I'm scared a little bit because everybody loves Illinois in this game, yeah. but I'm going to make the play plus seven. Amal liked him on the money line, and then uh, I think UConn's going to get waxed. I think that line should be closer to 30. When we come back, we're going to continue on with our guy, Michael Lombardi. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and it's my pleasure to have Michael Lombardi. Fresh off the Lombardi line, you drove from South Point, uh, the went, tip went, of the strip, straight up north on the 15 to come downtown here. You made great time. No traffic. 15 it was minutes. Good. Yeah, I mean, got, it was, got my man Matthew, the, the Uber driver, waiting for me out there. It was good. It was well, easy. Very, very well cake. planned. I was with you. I thought Drew Locke would be named the starter in I Denver. I uh, I know you, you love your guy, Vic. Uh, and I've, I've accused you. I say every year, uh, last year, I say every week you pick. You love Vic. You pick Denver every week. You said, no, I don't pick Denver. I, I, I know you love the way he coaches defense. Yeah. And he disguises his defense. Right. I understand that he has a Hippocratic view of the quarterback. First, do no harm, <laughs> because I'm going to win this game with my defense, right? But, I think but that's here's right. my question. If you're John Elway and you're the Denver organization, if Locke wasn't your guy, and he wasn't. I mean, you right. brought in Brett Teddy for, to check down, you know, and, and be safe. If he wasn't your guy, how do you pass up on Fields and Mac Jones in the draft? I think that's a great question. And I think that, look, I reported back in March that they were going to trade for Teddy. And everybody said no way. And eventually they did trade for Teddy. I thought they were actually going to trade Drew Locke for Teddy. Mm. I thought they were going to do that swap out. I think to answer your question, I don't think George Payton liked any one of those quarterbacks or else they would have taken him. I also thought the reason why Teddy wasn't going to be the starter was Elway was going to be, even though he's not in the organization daily, I thought he was going to influence the organization. Because here's why. If you start Locke and you start slow, it's easy to go to Teddy. If you start Teddy and it doesn't go well, it's hard to go back to Locke. I mean, I know the kid's saying all the right things right now, but the reality of it is is his confidence is not very high. And now that he's not the starter, so I like Denver's team. I'm with you. I think Vic's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. There's no denying that. And, and I think he has to be, but he's calling the defense. It's hard to run the game as the defensive play caller. It's easier to run the game as the offensive play caller. So I like Denver's team. I think they made a mistake. You put Mac Jones on this team or you put Fields on this team, they might be legitimately a, talk about a conversation and getting deep into the playoffs. We had Mark Schlereth on the program. Yeah. We were talking about the quarterback competition. He said it was a very uninspiring competition. He yeah, said, I can and, see really, that. and really, who cares? Who's ever the starter is going to be the fourth best quarterback in the division. That's right. Yeah. You know? No doubt. He said our problem in Denver is that we don't have an offensive philosophy with our football team. 
right. that can play complementary football with our defense. Uh, you know, that to me, but, uh, you know, that's I never heard it put that way, but I would say this. They have some really skilled players. I mean, they have enough. If they had an offense with a quarterback, with Judy, with, you know, Cortland Sutlin, with Beverly, with Fant, the tight end, this offensive line's really good. I mean, they should be able, and Gordon and the Williams kid they drafted, they should be able to move the football on anybody. I mean, look, they're a point-and-a-half favorite against the Giants. I mean, they start that season. They they should be, by the time they host Baltimore, they should be 3-0. and If they're not 3-0 and to start the season, then Vic's got a lot of trouble. I mean, that's really, they should be 3-0 and to start that season. I, I think that's one of my favorite bets in week one, if they're less than a field goal favorite at the Giants. They're a one-and-a-half one favorite. I, I don't know why the line's not going Because Vic's going to have a – Daniel Jones, let's, face, let's just keep it in perspective. Coach Garrett's going to have a hard time handling Vic's scheme. Do you realize that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb have only played 29 games together in their career? They haven't played a lot. This defense has got four legitimate corners. When you count Bryce Callahan to go along with Sertan, to go along with Darby, to go along with Kyle Fuller, they got four legitimate corners on this team. So they're really good. And his scheme is out. excellent. I, where's Daniel Jones going to make plays against them? I don't think he doesn't make plays when you put pressure on him. It, and they're going to put the pressure too long. And they're going to put pressure yeah. on him. But to me, I, I think what Schlereff said, to me, what the problem is, they're looking for the uninspiring, they want the quarterback not to mess the game up. I think that's ultimately what they want. I don't know if you can win games like can that. Can you win in today's NFL with that philosophy? I don't know if you can. I think that's the hard part. Yeah. I want to ask you about Urban Meyer and, and your outlook on, maybe not specifically this year, but yeah. what do you think he'll be able to do with that organization? And I ask for several reasons because I think there's factors that are stacked against him. I mean, in my lifetime, there's really only been two coaches that have gone from a championship level in college to a championship level in the pros. That's Jimmy Johnson. Right. He probably should have won more titles at both levels. No doubt. And Pete Carroll. Right. right? So it, it's tough to do there. The other thing is, Urban's never lost. His worst year was 8-3 and three, his first year at Bowling. Right. He won 86% of his games. Yeah. Everywhere he went, he was a huge winner. How does he deal with mentally having a team that might go 3-14, you know, 4-13? and, 14, four and 13? Did you watch the game Monday night? I did. He looked like he had agita. Mm-hmm. He looked bad. He didn't look like that was not going the way he thought. I thought he's put together. You know, the hardest thing to do in pro sports, when you cite, when, let's go to Jimmy. When Jimmy took over in Dallas, he brought the entire Miami coaching staff with him. Dave Wonstad, Butch Jones. None of these guys were household names, right? And what did he do on offense when Jimmy got there? He hired David Shula as his offensive coordinator. He went two years with David Shula before he finally – Ernie Zampisi convinced him to hire North Turner, okay? That saved him. That saved him. Because Aikman wasn't playing very well those first two years. I think the hardest thing for these college guys to do is pick a staff. And when you look at Urban's staff, you have to wonder where is it coming from. Bevel and Schottenheimer are not on the same program. They both run West Coast, but they're really not the same. Then he hires Joe Cullen to run Baltimore's defense with no corners in the secondary. Like, if you're going to be Wink Martindale, you better understand it from a secondary standpoint. So I think it's going to be a challenge. Now, this organization, the obstacle he faces for the last 10 years, they're the worst franchise in all of sports. I mean, they can't win. How do you overcome that? You know, and I know Pete Prisco reported that nobody's happy down there. Well, well who has any right to be happy down there? Winning's hard. You know, so I just think you're right. I think it's going to be hard. When you've won 83% of your games and all of a sudden – you're going to be facing a lot tougher schedule. Why are they favored against Houston? 
if Houston is really this bad, I mean, if if they're, they're not this bad, but you, they if, will never be favored in any game if they're a three-point dog at Jacksonville. I know. At home. How could that be? I don't I think, think that could be. I mean, I I, yeah. I don't understand how this isn't a pick'em game. The, and the offensive line has not been good the first two games. Here. First play of Trevor Lawrence's <laughs> career, he gets sacked against the backups of the Browns. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem, you know. And and George Warhop, the line coach, has it didn't get better the next week. You what you want to see as an executive. In any business, is you want to see progress. You want to see a little bit. They actually got worse. That tells you something's going on there. I, I, I don't. I think. And here's the other issue: Urban can't fix it. Urban's not going to walk into Warhop's office and say, "Here's what I want." Here's the problem. You know, he left Florida the final year and went to the booth because of stress. Right? It was too much stress. It was affected his health. He spent some time and. In college, you have much less stress when you're the king and you make all the calls. Especially when you got, you know, when you got some podunk team coming in the next week that you can got to get yourself fattened up on. All right, when we come back, I want to ask Michael Lombardi if we're sleeping on the Packers and which division favorite is most susceptible to losing this year. That's next on the Nuts. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. We have Michael Lombardi in studio here at Circa for the very first time. Michael, you're going to be anchoring the second annual Circa Sports panel tomorrow afternoon. I'm from excited. Three to five. We've got Mike Pritchard Good. on the panel. Matt Metcalf, our director, and Vegas Chris, who's had an... Unbelievable run. Two top five finishes in Circa Millions. He won the Wind Survivor. He won Last Man Standing at Station. So I think we did a good job getting four different perspectives. Yeah. And then you know what makes the show is the audience. I let the audience write questions. Uh-huh. Derek will, well, Derek's playing the usher tomorrow. So he's going to go collect the questions and then, you know. Where will I'll, we do this here? I'll fill it. It's going to be up on the third floor in the where It's called the warehouse space. It's the it's the ballroom we never finished where we do our, our pay-per-view fights and all that. So. We're expecting 250 to 350 people tomorrow. Oh, that'd be to, awesome. To that'd be, I'm anxious to learn a lot about it because I think there's there's certainly strategy in this in the contest. But I do. I've made a resolution to myself this year about really trying to block out the noise and, and really trying to because we've seen it so much. We've seen this this inconsistency with this is going, that's going. I think you have to really focus, especially this year where we actually have tape to watch where last year when we opened up the season we had no pre it was all there was no preseason we couldn't really evaluate anybody from a macro perspective how important will home field advantage be this year do you think it's more important because fans have been starved from not being at these games and you're actually going to have you know do you make these home teams you give them three three and a half points on the line now this year having coming off a season with no fans did you see the uh season for ticket noodles i think are like 94 percent. i mean yeah that i think it's going to be insane one of the reasons I like Denver on the over total was because I think, you know, they didn't have a home field advantage last year. They didn't. And, and you know, and, and Seattle didn't have a home field advantage last year. And I think these teams that rely on it, Indianapolis didn't have a home field. I think you have to look at that. I, I think September, Belichick has this theory about football. And the first quarter is different than the second and the third. And the fourth quarter is an entirely different game. So for Belichick, the first quarter is to figure out what the hell's we practiced and what the hell's going to happen. The second and third quarter answer themselves. And then the fourth quarter, you have to play completely different. I think in betting, the month of September is going to be way different than November and December. And I think you have to allow yourself to give a little bit more leeway in September because it's an extension of the preseason. I think you could easily see 
the Bengals win two games in September. Do I think they'll win six? Absolutely not. But I think you could see them steal a win or two. I think there's more teams can steal games in September than what's going to happen in December. I agree. I have a principle. I don't bet week two ever because I always overreact to week one. So right. I just don't ever bet in week two of the NFL. I, right. I, I'll take in another game before I make decisions on teams. Right. And I, and I think, to me, overreacting is, and I have to remind myself of this, is that we can't overreact or underreact. Every week is a new week. Every week is week one. You know, every week is week one. Let's go back into it. And, and when you break down these teams, it's predicated on who they're playing, not necessarily what they did the week before. Are we sleeping on the Packers? This team's 26-6 and six the last two years. Now, they didn't have home field two years ago because San Francisco had the terrific record, and they had to go to California where they laid an egg you know, during He's the regular li- season. And, and then last year they have home field against Tampa Bay, and they lose that game and is about poorly coached games we've seen in a long time. Aren't the Packers really – shouldn't they be the favorite to get home field advantage again in the NFC when you consider their division versus the South or the West? I mean, think about this, Mike. Brady throws three interceptions in a game. Nobody talks about it, right? I mean, I thought it was coaching malpractice, that game, on all levels. Look, what, here's what we do know about the Green Bay Packers. Matt LaFleur in championship games is a disaster in terms of preparation, calling the game, planning the game. He has not been very good in that. Rodgers can bail him out up until Rodgers needs some help in a championship game. For him not to chip Jason Pierre-Paul, for him not to chip Shaq Barrett, to let this kid get sacked as much as he did from the first play of the game is really coaching malpractice. And the fact that they're in this game with first and goal with the eight and having a chance to win it, to me, it's a tape that they will watch repeatedly for the rest of their lives of a game that they let slip away. I mean, the Bucks really had that. They deserve it. They're the champions. But they had that lucky star on them last year. They, they're playing New Orleans, and Cook fumbles that ball. They're playing up in Green Bay. They get the cheap touchdown at the end of the half. I mean, he gets sacked on a on second down. It's now third and fifteen with fifty three seconds to go in the half. All he has to do is run a draw play. Just run the draw and then punt the ball. Now all of a sudden we go in that. But he tries to throw a middle read and it gets picked off. And then you know, six seconds left to go. They play a coverage which you've never played. They play midpoint cover three, so the corner gets beat in the deep third. It's just like it just one after another. It was horrible. The Bucks bring all twenty-two starters back. Unheard of, right? In the last dozen years, only two teams have come close to that. That's the Seattle team um, that returned from the Super Bowl champion and come for, within the Malcolm Butler right. interception of repeating. Really good and team. then the Patriots who did it, and they had uh, seventeen and fifteen stars. So I mean, bringing twenty-two back, barring injuries in, in Tampa Bay. Is it their Super Bowl to lose again? I think Green Bay should be the favorite I, 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 because Rodgers is the best player. I mean, for all the conversations this offseason, Rodgers has a legitimate beef to be upset with the Packers. Forget about his, his feud with Murphy or Quest. I don't care about that. But, you know, he, there's certain things he needs to be successful. He needs chipped. You know, when they lost Bakari last year and they had to bring Billy Turner over to left tackle, that really hurt them. The fact that... I always said this in the National Football League. If you lose your left tackle, you lose your chance to win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs proved that. The Chiefs proved that in the playoff game. I mean, if you go back and watch the Super Bowl, you want to talk about a game that could have gone the other way if, if Mahomes had protection? There's guys running wide open in that field. He had no time to throw the ball. So I think the can, my question back to you is, do you think Brady can be as good as he was last year? 
I don't know. You know, we we when he was in New England, we wanted to predict the decline of Brady every year. Now he's he goes 44. And he, he goes and wins the Super Bowl. Nobody's talking about age this year. I know it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like we just and I love him to death, and I wear this ring because of him. I mean, he got me this ring. I and I pay all that. But can he keep doing this? Is this really? And you know, look, their offensive line last year, I thought by the end of the year was playing really well. But we forget the Rams went in there and smacked them with Jared Goff, right? The Bucks, the Bucks covered that game. It was a cheap cover. We know that was a it was a backdoor cover. That game, the the Chiefs should have never lost that. But they never got the ball back from the Chiefs in that game. What Eric, what I miscalculated was when Eric Fisher went out for the Chiefs in the playoff game against Buffalo. That Buffalo game got a little closer, and that transposed itself into the Super Bowl. And I think the Chiefs' line's much better this year, but. I think that the Bucks are going to have a harder time beating some of these teams, especially are they going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback against good teams that can protect. Talk about the Super Bowl loser's curse and how they often don't even make it back to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. Is Kansas City going to be the exception to that because they only lost the Super Bowl due to this, this line being decimated? Yeah. I mean, tell me where they lose games. I mean, what's the over, 12.5 now? It went up to 12.5, right? So, like, where are they going to lose games? I don't know where you, where do you find five losses on that thing? Yeah, they're looking at their schedule now. And obviously, they're playing a number one schedule here. They get the Packers at home. They get the Browns at home. They have to go to Baltimore in week two. That'll be a difficult game. Uh, last time they but did But Andy Reid's good in the month of September yeah, now. Very I mean, good. I think if you're going to play September in the betting pools, look at the coach's one-loss record in September. But show me where you have five losses on there. I mean, it's, show me where you get it. Get the Bills at home. How close are the Chargers to the Chiefs? Well, I think if Brendan Staley does a good job of defending and changing what he does defensively, I think that if Herbert can continue to grow, I mean, the Chargers are better in their offensive line. There's no doubt about it. The Slater kid helps them at left tackle. You know, they get Balaga at right tackle, assuming he could stay healthy. They get, they get the center Lindsey from Green Bay over there. They're a better off. That, that one of the things that killed the Chargers last year was the fact that they really didn't have a very good offensive line. And then, of course, you know, Gus Bradley defensively was a disaster, I thought. They blow five double-digit leads. I mean, that team could have won 12 games. And, and everybody, and look, and, and, and Anthony Lynn deserves a lot of the blame, but their defense deserves as much of the blame as anybody. Well, because in the fourth quarters, they never stopped anybody. Couldn't stop anybody <laughs> because, deep, because, once, because that scheme's too generic. Um, why isn't the football team the favorite in the NFC East? Because I think that, you know, look, let's be, they lost twice to the Giants last year. They were, they were 28th in the National Football League in first half-point differential. You know, they're, they're a good team, but I think people are, uh, people are scared to put their faith in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think, actually, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been pretty good, actually, the last two years. Well, he was the best quarterback in Miami, and I, I don't know, but I love the front seven. Their front defense, seven's outstanding. They'll keep them in every game. And William Jackson, the kid they signed from the Bengals, gives them a legitimate corner. And so their front's going to be a problem. You're going to have to block them. Uh, you know, look... I think that's more of a of a concern. Look, the, the football team lost twice to the Giants, you know, and if and and they would have lost. Let's be really honest here. They would have lost to the Eagles in Week 17 if they don't bench Jalen Hurts in that game. You make a great point, that, and that affected the whole playoff. The affected whole the whole playoff. playoff. The whole when playoff when, when they went no yeah. Moss in that when they Roberto Duran that game, yeah. that changed the whole complexion. I mean, and, the, and we wouldn't be talking about it. Can the Saints be really good again this year? I'm scared to bet against Sean Payton. I don't think so, but I'm scared, I'm scared to bet against him. Because here's why. If you go back and watch the Saints, and I've said this on my show, Drew Brees was horrible last year. 
Drew Brees was not very good. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame, and he's a great player. But last year, he didn't really help his team. He didn't. I think Jameis Winston gets a new lease on life by getting out of the state of Florida finally and getting with a guy. I agree with you. I, I mean, to me, it's Andy Reid and Sean Payton are the best two play callers in the game. No doubt. And, and the other thing I think the Saints gain an advantage is we talk about it in basketball. We don't talk about it enough in football. But they can space the floor now with Winston. Because Winston can throw the ball down the field. With Breeze, they couldn't space it. And he could they, throw it outside the numbers, too. <laughs> exactly. You could. It was a half-court game the whole time. If you get a chance tomorrow, come down to Circa, 3 to 5 p.m. Michael Lombardi anchors our second annual Circa Sports panel. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.